Welcome to the Modern Goat Rider Podcast. The opinions expressed by our hosts and guests are strictly their own and do not represent the positions of any lodge, grand lodge, or other branches of the independent order of Odd Fellows. Our conversations will be open to the public for the purposes of inspiring our global membership and promoting the order. And now, let's continue the journey. to the modern goat rider podcast i'm billy sanderson and i'm josh miller how you doing today josh doing i'm doing good yeah i'm feeling really good uh you know it's been a nice weekend in victoria and i get to talk about something i'm really excited about tonight or and today so uh, i know that we've alluded to uh <laughs> my pet charity several times and uh, people are like what is that well here you're gonna find out finally that's right. We're going to talk about uh, food distribution, food programs uh, on basically opposite ends of the spectrum for what's done in Victoria. We have one of our brothers on to talk about a, a very small grassroots program. And then we dig into the pet project of uh, the Ton of Love. So without much further ado, why don't we talk to Alex? Why don't you say thanks? Let's do that. <laughs> Sounds good, Billy. Let's do it. Okay, great. Okay, we're sitting down here with Alex, our friend here in Victoria. So welcome, Alex. Hey, Billy, Josh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to ride the goat with you, brothers. There you go. Why don't you give us an intro? Name, rank, serial number, that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Like We're not going to be recording this or anything, so I'll give you guys all the dirt. Uh. My name's Alex Austin. I've uh, been grateful to be an odd fellow for the last five, well, almost getting on five years. I was part of the 2016 class. Uh, I am the financial secretary, trying to fill the big shoes, both big and small shoes of uh, our, our, our current MG, Mr. Josh Miller. And uh, you know, odd fellows has just been an, an amazing experience. Uh, you know, we're going to get into uh, some red rolling stuff, but there's been all sorts of activities and and opportunities to to really kind of experience all the friendship, love, and truth. You know, so if you have so if you have enthusiasm, if you have a few, a few good ideas, uh, there's just a wealth of opportunity there. And how did you become an odd fellow? Well, I was. Uh, my, I think my story was a little bit like yours, Josh, and that I I walked into the place and was just instantly enamored with it. Although, admittedly, my experience was after the bar one evening, and a friend invited me up there it was you know two thirty, three o'clock in the morning and you know, I was watching them kind of like you know, use their user pass key to access this incredible space and we we had some some drinks and we you know, played some pool played some music and I was just like wow I want this I want to be part of this so it was it was it had sort of initially a very selfish intention but out of that I, and I was very fortunate that that led me to both to be able to enjoy that aspect of it as much as so many of the other aspects of Odd Fellowship. And then we're going to get into, uh, yeah, just what you've done uh, since you've awakened to the uh, prospects of what Odd Fellowship can do for others other than yourself. Uh, let's uh, let's go with a couple of questions from Billy. Okay, so um, Red Roller uh, is uh, an initiative that was, I would call, grassroots. So why don't you tell us how it started? Absolutely, uh, Billy. Um, 
yeah we we're just having a bit of an itch to to do something to to, to get out in the community to get involved on on the on the street level and there was quite a few tools in, in, in place at the, at the lodge to be able to do that, uh, and both in terms of you know great people that had, had enthusiasm, uh, as well as the lodge being able to provide or lodge being able to provide some money, and also infrastructure uh, in terms of the kitchen and other items necessary to kind of get out into the street and you know help people with their their needs as far as being, being hungry and thirsty and. Just providing a little bit of warmth, a little bit of comfort. Initially, it started fairly innocently, and in, I was out mountain biking with uh, one of our other brothers, uh, our, our chaplain Eric Bramble, and he's he's a he's a beautiful man, uh, a a philosopher, a uh, wandering spirit in a way, and always got a bit of a different perspective on on the on on the slices and the varieties of life. And its initial gestation of this idea for for getting out there was we were just going to offer people coffee first thing in the morning. So we got out, we would get out there uh, on the street in front of the Oddfellows Hall, so on the corner of Douglas and, and, and Yates street. And, uh, and we'd brew a few uh, big percolators set up with some cream and sugar and just on, on the corner as people walking by, like, Hey, would you like free coffee? I handed it out with a smile. And initially there wasn't really like a lot of uptake. Uh, you know, people were kind of almost a little bit, you know, standoffish, like uh, maybe it's the, it's the time of the day. They're kind of, you know, they're, they're got their mindset about what they they want to do and, and, and what, what they need to do. And, and here's somebody kind of like talking to them out of the blue at six thirty seven o'clock. I'm like, well, what's that? But even though, you know, the ones that didn't, didn't take it would, would leave with a smile at the very least. Did you um, identify yourselves as odd fellows when you did it? It wasn't part of the initial pitch, you know, like they're, they're kind of marching past and, you know, it's not always the best weather as well. And so it was more of just like to just be able to get out coffee would you like some or something along those lines before they, they you know their the attention span had already just passed the door um quite often though you know that would lead to a more extensive conversation and broad fellowship would come up fairly quickly in that process and, and i was certain that we had a few recruits at times uh although i don't think that anybody came directly through those ranks to uh to become uh odd fellows but there was obviously the 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 selfish benefit of it was that it, there's just this immense feeling of being able to give give somebody something to, and just have a give a little dose of happiness in their life which is is almost a it's addictive in a way it's it's, it's a feeling of like you know i'm giving i'm i'm, I'm sharing and i'm and i'm i'm helping folks and even if it's just in, in that small little uh dose it was still very benevolent so me and bramble did that for a few months you know i wanted to go i wanted to go bigger i wanted to I wanted to expand. I, want, I wanted to get into the into the darker, wetter corners of the city to to some people that that really needed it. Um, it's quite often, you know, the people rolling by at that time were you know folks on their on their way to part of their busy day. And you know, it's not that they didn't appreciate a coffee or or that they didn't need one, but I wanted to do more. So we expanded. We uh, we found ourselves a, a a sturdy new wagon to add to the to the to the Oddfellow fleet, uh, which is red in color. And quite capable, and hence became the Red Roller. And the Red Roller uh, makes well route around the, around the city to to some of the more destitute and 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 areas that have that have struggles. Uh, you know, located close to play, uh, shelters and other places of need. And uh, you know, we we play some music and we hand out 
coffee and for snacks and hot meals and all sorts of good things and and, and spread a little love and joy. So at, at, so just so I got this straight. So you guys had your coffee cart and it was stationary. And then you decided to take the coffee into sort of some seedier areas where you could actually find people who needed a warm up. At yeah. what point did you decide to um, do food? And did you have help with that? I know you had another partner come on who. Um... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we did initially just start with, with coffee. Uh, and it was great. We kept it very kind of no frills and frugal out of the gate. Uh, no uh, brother Creekmore, who's another one of our brothers, donated some some of the Creekmore coffee, which is an excellent excellent roast. We used a odd collection of cups that was sort of just piled up over over the years from various odd fellow events, and uh, you know just and, and bought a little milk and cream and sugar along the way, and 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 that was it. But I wanted to uh, we wanted to kind of give give people some 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 sustenance. So initially, I tried to, and I wrote a bunch of letters and sent them out to various, um, you know, ready snack food producers like uh, granola bar makers, breakfast bar makers, things of that nature. So, some local, but most of that stuff, it tends to be fairly national programs. You know, the local ones kind of, kind of gave me a little bit of a response, but said they kind of had their own activities and, and quite often, or in most cases, there was just no, no response at all, which was a little bit frustrating. So we, we decided to take a, a step forward and this is where the, the lodge was very beneficial in terms of they were were quite willing to support this kind of activity. If again, if if somebody has like kind of a great idea or or an idea to just kind of get out there and 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 help people, that um, provided that it's it's a good use of lodge funds in terms of helping helping folks and it's it's kind of going directly to those in need, uh, that they're quite supportive and and an understanding of doing so. And so. My, me and a, a and a good good friend of mine. Uh, her her name is Katie, and, and Katie and I have uh, uh, we're we're friends and uh, uh, best of friends coming through uh, the event space over the years. Like we used to help produce concerts together and create a, a bunch of fun for folks. And so we worked well together. And then after you know both both move on to different careers, I was very happy that she came into to join the Oddfellows to become a Bastion and. Uh, she was also very, very instrumental in kind of helping both organize these red roller events and to get, you know, some of the, the, the food ready and, and, and logistics ready to, to, to make it happen. And so her and I've done, I was trying to figure out the exact number and I think it's around 24 events over the last year and a half, give or take. We slowed down initially with COVID, but then I've, I've tried to kind of pick, pick that up again. And typically that, that process kind of involves, I was like, I kind of pick a date and, and get a few folks organized to get out there. And then, um, you know, shopping for some, some stuff, either as a wholesaler. Uh, and then we get that, all that stuff to the lodge. And that's typically where, you know, a few of the other, the vol- we'll get some great volunteers. Uh, there's about four or five uh, odd fellows that we, we see, I see consistently kind of, kind of come out for these events and then quite a few others who are just kind of sprinkling down throughout and um you know we try to limit it to five or six folks because anything larger than that and it looks like kind of an intimidating gang kind of rolling through town with this equipment and, and i think it tends to kind of you know spook people out a little bit uh so we'll get that, that all that stuff prepped loaded in the cart 
got, got, got some music playing, um, and then head out. Uh, and we have we typically have a bit of a route that kind of goes up Johnson Street past a couple of shelters there, up through our place, uh, which is one of the, the main sort of shelters and homeless support uh, centers in, in, in the city. And typically by then we're, you know, we're, we're, we're almost done. We're almost out of stock. Like it, it really kind of goes very quickly at that point. And then it's back to the lodge and it's clean up. And, you know, over, over the years or so, like we, we, we sort we sort of transitioned a little bit. We had, we would do like these massive sort of containers of soup. And, and in the summer that would, that would be more of like a, a cold smoothie kind of thing. A um, sort of little hot meal pack that, we can just hand hand to folks as as they as they need it. I think that's a really interesting way you've gone about it, and and thanks for explaining the transition from like just coffee to you know coffee and hot chocolate, just coffee and snacks, and and then to the soup and um, and smoothies, which I thought were a really great idea. When, oh, and, delicious. and I'm sorry, they were delicious. They were delicious. Um, and then to get to the box meal, um, I was lucky enough to go down for the, I think it was the Christmas one or Thanksgiving. I don't remember which one, but there was a full turkey meal in a box um, and you had 50 to 75, I think. And it was, you know, just, again, it took a team of people there. And then the p- people who went out handing out with the boxes. So when you typically do an event, um, and you have your four or five people out there. What is the volunteer reaction to being on the street and and doing this type of work? Well, yeah, getting out onto onto the street and and handing things out is it's a very human experience in terms of like you know you see people who are in need, who are, who are suffering, who are have challenges. Um, but you also see them in various states, um, states of in positive states, and states of euphoria in some cases, and and and, and being manic or depressed or unresponsive, and it's it's almost kind of like a um, condensed version of, of of all the problems that face that that people face around the, the, this difficulty of homelessness and, and of all the, the various mental and other challenges around it, where it's a myriad of issues, of, of reactions, of emotions, of, of interactions. And you kind of get, some people get overwhelmed by it, um, you know, as, as volunteers. Um, the other ones, uh, but the majority, most of them, and I think everybody kind of get, gets this feeling of, you know, a little bit more understanding of, of, a, of a being more connected to your community as a whole, because they are very much part of our community. Um, you know, the people that live in those areas and, and use those services. And it's, it's very easy to kind of compartmentalize like we do everything, with everything else in life. And so it opens up those, those boundaries that we create and, and makes it a little more, us a little more aware. And, you know, quite often there'll be nights that are, you know, rainy and or cold or, and, and the weather is not very pleasant. And those are the kind of, those are the nights that I, that I almost kind of, I don't look forward to as much as I think that they, they're a full body experience in a way. Like you're kind of, you really just understand that, that, that this, this, this still happens on the nasty nights as much as it does on the good ones. 
Um, and so it's it, it's good that uh, well it, it, it's something to experience anyway. Wow, that's really moving. Powerful stuff, Alex. Appreciate that, Josh. Thank you. So, Alex, um, math guy, question. Uh, so, what's kind of a an event runs for budget wise? What do you scale this as? A couple hundred bucks, a little bit more than that. That's the target, Billy. A couple hundred bucks. Uh, it's it, it it can vary a little bit depending upon you know what we had left over from the previous week or the previous uh, rendition, how, ex- how expensive the, the ingredients are to the various uh, the the meals. Uh, but yeah, say a couple hundred. You know, you want to kind of have a mix of things as well. Um, quite often, people don't have the ability to eat harder harder foods or with their, with some challenges with teeth. So having a mix of various items um, to appeal to, to different folks and different, their different digestive challenges. Um, I also like to also throw, throw, make sure that there's a pack of cigarettes in there to, to donate one or one or two for, for some people. Cause that's quite often, you know, all they want. They don't, they don't want food. They don't want drink. They don't want anything else. They, but they'll usually to at least take a smoke, you know, and if that's just the one thing that they you know, makes them a little happier at that, for, at that time and place, then Hey, that's worth it. And I said, the, the lodge has been incredibly generous and in reimbursing those, 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 those costs. So I'll, I'll typically just show up with, with receipts. Um, doesn't hurt that I'm financial secretary, but obviously I'll, 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 I'll compare those with Ian. You, we'll make an announcement to the lodge. This is what we've spent on red roller activities and then you know, re- reimburse accordingly. Uh, and then a few of the other brothers, uh, most notably our, our vice grand has, has organized some other shareable activities that have donated that uh, cash to red, uh, the Red Rollers uh, fund or to, to fund some of these uh, these episodes. So, you know, the brother, brothers have taken it upon themselves to create or to, to fundraise for our activities um, through other means, which is which is amazing um, and really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I think most of our lodge really thinks that um, this money is really well spent. It's not a lot of money, but it is exactly what we should be doing in the community. You know, I think that's how we feel. And we give you five hundred dollars, and that lasts like three months. You know, and it and we know that it's making a difference to the people that you touch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't take a lot of money to to make a difference. And I think that's something you should that we need to we need to show. Um, we could do coat check at a club for one night. And we can turn that money into uh, making some people's evening quite a bit better, and that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's definitely worth reinforcing, Josh. That yeah, it doesn't doesn't take a lot of effort, and you know, I'll give uh, a lot of these a lot of the people that come out to these events that you know, props that they do, you know, they they're, they're doing the work. They they kind of, they get they get the stuff there. They 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 they're, they're cooking it. They're they're prepping it. It's, it's ready to go, and it's, and it's not. It's not a lot of effort. Like anybody, anybody can do that. They don't, they don't have to ask me. They don't have to ask anybody. They could say, "Hey, you know what? We're just going to do something like we're going to do something like, like that red roller thing. We're just going to go to the lodge. We're going to create a bunch of food, or uh, put a, put a bit of food together, and we're going to head out and hand it out." As an example, or you know, maybe you have something else that's a little bit other way that you want to reach out to the community or or accessibility. But it it really can be that easy. Yeah, and you've said a few things that I find like really positive. So, does the red roller need to does the red roller need to grow or improve? Like, does it? Do you have a a next step for the red roller in mind? To be honest, um, I'm 
I'm looking for sustainability. I've, I've found uh, oddfellows to be very stimula stimulating and, and I've kind of gotten my hands into a, in quite a few different areas of oddfellowship. Uh, you know, work with the membership committee, um, the, the disc golf. Um, there's a few other kind of things that I've been, been and, and I would like to see happen and, and get involved with. So I'd like to see kind of, you know, this red roller initiative to me, it feels like it's got a good uh, grassroots support. It's got a lot of, uh, you know, positive support from, from members and from, from other, other folks. And I'd like to see mem members kind of take initiative and say, Hey, I, I want to do this. I want to do a, a red roller event and, and, and get out there and do it. And McKay and I have, have, have kind of done that where we've, you know, I've, I've traded off and say, you know what, you're, I'm not, I'm not going to do this one. This is you and and uh, you know Shad Rowan and Scott Murphy and Heather Barron. You guys, you guys have got this. Like you, you've done it a few times, quite a few times before. You know what you're doing, and it might be every day. Every time's a little bit different, but you have people that have both the enthusiasm and are comfortable with the environment and the and the exp and the and the process and and, and can pull it off. Um, so I'd like to see that kind of sustainability, Billy. Um, just to keep it kind of going in its current rendition going forward. Yeah, there doesn't need to be another step, right? Like this, what you've got going on is 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 good. If we can just get more people doing it, so that fewer fewer people have to do it all the time. Yeah. Now that being said, though, there are uh, there there's just a natural odd fellow enthusiasm that seems to kind of like creep into this stuff. And quite often, these conversations happen when we're kind of we're out there. Uh, you know, handing handing stuff out to folks, and you know, so we've had a brother, one of our brothers, uh, Robin. Uh, he purchased a a very large Cambro, like one of the uh, to hold liquid, hot, hot, hot or cold liquids. So for the soups or for for the the uh, the cold drinks in the summer. And another another one of our brothers, Russ, has is is currently designing a case that would sit on top of the of the wagon that essentially enhances its delivery capability so you know various kind of compartments and and sort of you know really kind of fine-tuned and optimized to 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 get the most out of your role um and then well branded with you know all of the glorious flt uh and and odd fellow uh symbology and what have you so those are kind of i guess ways where it could it could potentially grow we are you know, we, we don't really need to add any, any more wagons or any other stuff to the fleet um but yeah, maybe a few of those little fine tunes, Billy. But other than that, I, like I said, I'd like just kind of see it, it continue on. And and then honestly, that's been a challenge with uh, you know with, with the pandemic and what have you. Like we've we've been out a few times, and arguably like the need is even more is greater now. Although, you know, we also maybe see a little bit more support for those in need uh, lately, anyway, or prior or the last few months. But it it, it raises its own challenges in terms of. You know, people feeling safe going out there. Um, what are you know having some some good protocols in in, in place, act, have, being able to access the lodge, all of which are, you know, difficulties that we we didn't have to deal with prior. To this. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, uh, it's part of the process for sure. Yeah, but I really like uh, getting the most out of your role. That was that's yeah. gold right there, and um, <laughs> I think that uh, man, you just keep rolling, baby, roll. I guess, I guess how my big question always is sort of um, how, you know, we've said, we said how it makes, um, how you've seen others respond to getting out and getting on the street and, and giving, mm -hmm. um, how do you feel 
as somebody who's been a major contributor, who's actually, you know, been the spark that's lit the flame and, and, you know, created this, how does that feel that kind of legacy? You know, is it, if you could, if you could explain it to somebody who's never had, who's never really made a difference or who's always sort of stood in the background and kind of waited for someone else to have the ideas, what's the difference? Is there a difference? I know you're a humble person, but you know, you're making a difference and you, and you've done a great job at doing it. So how does that feel? How does that feel? Uh, to be honest, uh, initially and the, the first kind of emotion comes off is that it, it almost feels like, like a bit of a fraud. Like it, like there's not that it's a, it's a small little drop in the bucket and, and it's not really doing anything for anybody. And you know, the, any kind of gratitude that I garner from it or comes from, from, you know, other friends uh, and, uh, and brothers and sisters of the, of the order makes me kind of feel uneasy, but that's a childish kind of, I think response to an extent, um, you know, every, every little kind of effort, every little donation, every little kind of uh, act of kindness the sum of those parts, it really does kind of make a difference. Um, and it's, it's, it's worth remembering that and it's worth reminding myself of that and to, you know, to you know, take that, take that humbly and, and put that energy into the, into these activities. Um, I would say for, you know, for the, the brothers and sisters out there and for, for your other listeners, listeners, you know, starting your own sort of charitable activity, is is I is, think is is not easy. Like I, I think I've, Katie and myself kind of went, and Eric went through this, but maybe the easiest possible way to do so. You know, like we're just gonna get a wagon, put a bunch of stuff, and we'll and we'll walk around and we'll hand it out to people. Boom, done. Charity, FLT. But I'd say if you know, if you're passionate about something or you just, you're passionate about, just, about helping people, that 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 is a is a great starting point, and that. There are there are a multitude of ways. It's just a matter of kind of like you know thinking about what that that, that looks like, where what those needs would look like, and being being willing to kind of think about it a little bit differently. And re, the Oddfellows are a great resource for supporting those causes, both with funds, with with enthusiasm, with ex, with experience, um, and with you know FLT. And I think once you if you have those components, you'll you'll find the right thing for you well thank you so much for uh, everything you're doing and um i'm really proud to have you as a brother i'm really have, proud to have both you guys as a brothers too like honestly i, I love i love what, what you're doing here um you know a long time listener first time video caller but just <laughs> just thrilled with with the the, the flow the music the, the the sexy intro like it's all just it's just great radio i'm just a big fan that's awesome so, thanks. thanks thanks alex yeah Really proud of you guys. Thank you. Great. So what you just heard there was uh, Alex with a very grassroots look at how to uh, get into the community and get food uh, to the needy and to take it really street level and give the uh, members who are volunteering that great uh, experience to see where their good is going. 
And so we want to turn to a topic that has uh, come up a couple times. We've foreshadowed enough times about the ton of love, uh, which is really the love child of our noble grand and my co-host, Josh Miller. So I won't say welcome, Josh, but welcome, Josh. And I pleasure to be here. Um, Why don't we finally get to the nitty gritty here on this? So uh, I think uh, understanding kind of where it started, um, where were the sparks, what were the big things that kicked it to the next level? Um, And then this might be the, you know, the show that we tell everybody, we're not going to tell you how to do it, but we're going to tell you how to do it. So why don't you take away filling in all of that on the ton of love? You got it. So, yeah. So let's get back to 10 years ago. I was a brand new odd fellow and wasn't really sure what my place was within the lodge or what I wanted to do. But I had, um, I, I recognized that we weren't, we weren't really donating anything to the food bank at Christmas. And it was something that it was, it was a part, it was that this was a, a charity that I, that I felt really close to food banks. Cause a lot of, I kind of grew up in a poor family and there were, we never really used food banks, but there was a lot of people we knew who did. And there was always kind of the chance we could. And that's the thing that I learned is that, you know, a lot of these families, they're just, they could be one paycheck away from using a food bank. So anyways, I had an idea. Actually, I had a, a, a name and this was, this is part of your marketing uh, process. The ton of love. We talk about love all the time with odd fellows, a ton of love. I thought, okay, if we can start in October, we can get through everybody's cupboards and we can donate 2000 pounds of food by Christmas. And that'll be our ton of love. So I told, I told everybody, I said, okay, we're going to stack up all the food in our front window that we get. And I collected and I went out and I went, I told people mostly on social media. I just, I want all your old food, whatever you can donate heavier, the better. Cause I want 2000 pounds. Somebody would give me $50 and I'd run to the store and buy the biggest bag of rice I could find or whatever. So as many pounds as I could. And uh, in that first year, we did about 2,200 pounds. I was overjoyed with the success. Uh, we put it all in a pickup truck and took it down the mustard seed, brought it in and it felt great. Um, so that was 10 years ago. The next year we did, I did the same thing and we did about 3,000 pounds, 3,500 pounds. And it was all, you know, still it was kind of like all dried food, you know, every once in a while. Near the end, I would get like a case of onions or a case of potatoes or something like that. And we would deliver it. And it wasn't until the third year. And this is when um, another brother, Jason Sikora, uh, he got in touch with a local grocer. And they said, if you bring $700 and you buy $700 worth of produce, we will match that with $700 worth of produce. And we can add that to all your stacks of all your food. And on that third year, we brought in $1,400 worth of fresh food. And the people at the mustard seed were overjoyed. They were overwhelmed. They couldn't believe it It was fresh food. This wasn't craft dinner, an old can of beans or whatever. This was vegetables, fruits, and cookies, you know, things that, you know, the kids would like. And that's when it kind of dawned on us was that, you know, a lot of people will donate canned goods you know, things in the back of their cupboards, you know, that's sort of normal, but it wasn't normal for them to see large donations of fresh food. So we kind of flipped the script at that point. That was when we had a big uh, turnaround and we, 
ended up fundraising rather than collecting food we would just collect money and we got in touch with a larger uh, grocery chain in victoria called country grocer and they were amazing and they were willing to do everything i mean these guys they were incredible i i'd never seen a company this dedicated to uh helping out their community because not only were they willing to sort of match the first $3,000 that we would bring in, they would match with $3,000. They would give us everything else at cost. And then they started throwing their marketing department behind it and their photographers and their website and their social media. And um, they were collecting money at the till. And that's when it really started to hit. And the first year that we worked with Country Grocer, we ended up bringing in over $17,000 worth of fresh food thousands and thousands of pounds of fresh food. And we actually even got to help distribute it. So basically there's 300 families of four or more that are registered with the mustard seed. And we would bring in all this fresh food, um, all the fruits and vegetables for your, your Christmas dinner, some snacks, some fun stuff for the kids. And um, we, got to, we got to distribute it. And give it out to these people. And some of these people who had been um, coming to the mustard seed for years and years, uh, they couldn't believe what they were receiving. And that was another moment where I was like, you know, when you see people and, you know, we, we take for granted the fact that we have fresh food on our, on our tables and in our fridges. And when you get to give it to somebody who isn't used to it and they get to give it to their kids. Uh, the emotions are overwhelming. You know, there was a lot of tears that first year. And, uh, you know, in, for me. And we've been doing it for years. The next set, you know, the next seven years, we've, we've done this. And we've ended up being, you know, basically in charge of the fresh food portion of most of the hampers that go out of the mustard seed at Christmas. And every year I would get a new brother or sister who would come help us distribute. And, you know, I was so, I'm so blessed because I'm the, I was one of the, the organizers. So everybody comes to me when they, they thank me and they would say, you know, that was the most amazing day I've ever had. You know, I've got to give this away to people who needed it and who really, um, really appreciated it. And, you know, grown men in, in tears, you know, every year, you know, getting people, uh, husbands and wives would come out and help us distribute it. And they would hug me and just say, thank you, you know, for giving me this opportunity. And again, it's like, you know, this was, I didn't know where this was going to go. You know, I just started out doing something and I had, I stood up in front of my lodge and I had 40 guys behind me saying, we're ready to help. And from that, I got, you know, another 20 members from another lodge and 20 members from another lodge. And I think there was one year, I mean, every single branch of Victoria Odd Fellowship, you know, donated, you know, money to the ton of love. And it's one of those things about getting out into your community that, you know, a lot of it, it became pretty, you know, it's a, it's a visible thing, you know, and I think there's some people in Victoria who think, or think of the Odd Fellows, they think of, you know, the, those are the guys that give out all the food at the mustard seed at Christmas. And, you know, that's a, that's meaningful to me. And I think it's meaningful to our order, you know, it's uh, relieving the distressed and, you know, helping, helping make sure people have um, a better day and a better week. And some of these, you know, 
we were able to, with our purchasing power, you know, you can, for $50, you can feed a family of four for a week of fresh food, nutritious food, food that makes you feel like a human being. And that's what I really wanted to do. So say that again, give me that number again. For $50, we could feed a family of four for a week, nutritious food and food that makes you feel like a human being. Yeah, we've, uh, my wife and I have done it uh, two years in a row and the, um, we've really only been members for three of those two. And we've had the experience with the, the clients, with the, the families where we've seen them overwhelmed. And it was such a touching moment for my wife to, to have this young mom who just, you know, you could see her knees buckle when she was, uh, you know, taking her kids through this, it's a store. It's designed like a store. It's like a grocery store. Um, the food is, is lined up. Um, and she just had this moment and basically my wife, you know, kind of caught her in a hug and, um, and she got herself kind of, she, you know, felt embarrassed and brought herself back to, uh, kind of some, calmness and uh just thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and uh when my wife turned around she's just covered in tears well welled up so you get that as al as you know alex has pointed out you know you get this gratification from doing good and the the dopamine and things kick in and you're like i gotta do this again i gotta do it next year or i go to red bull and i do it every time there's an event yeah, it's an amazing feeling. And um, yeah, the mustard seed does a really good job in making it. Um, it's not, you know, it is, it's like a grocery store, you know, and instead of, you know, people handing it out over a table or like people giving them what you, they think they need, you know, it's, 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 um, there's a certain level of uh, humility or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Look at self-esteem. It, it's, yeah. it's increasing the, the, the self-esteem of the, the family and having this not be the same old can. Yeah. And the mustard, the mustard seed does a really good job in creating a space where um, everybody's feeling, feels like a human and not just um, somebody, you know, they're people first, not people in need. So when you create a grocery store and we'd all love this, this is like a fantasy. You go to through a grocery store and you can have whatever you want on the shelves and you don't have to pay for it. I mean, that'd be an amazing thing. And that's the gift that we give these, these people. We're so lucky as odd fellows and as volunteers, we get to go around with each family and say, do you want these Brussels sprouts? Do you guys even eat Brussels sprouts? Do you want two of these oranges? I know your kids love little oranges. You know, how about this, this, and this, and let's put it together into a beautiful box of beautiful food and um, take that home and have a good week, you know, enjoy the week and don't worry about, you know, having to find food, you know, so yeah, with the help of the mustard seed and the way that they create the clients, it just makes for just a really beautiful day. So one of the things that happened for my company, so my company is a tech company and Victoria has a tech center and a tech company association. And they, every year they run a mustard seed uh, challenge, food bank challenge, uh, where you have employees uh, donating and you're competing against other companies of all different sizes. Our company has uh, uh, 200 people here in Victoria and you're, you're competing air quotes, competing with companies of 10 or 15, um, you know, startups. But what they've done is 
because the Mustard Seeds website is designed in this uh, really convenient way, it'll you'll just do a donation and at the end it'll say, well, would you like it directed to a certain program or how did you hear about donating to the Mustard Seed? And there's a little square, little box that you check off to say ton of love. And yes, so what I was, inspired your donation today? And if you right, inspired, what inspired it, it, what inspired your donation today? And if you click ton of love, it goes into our little bank account within the mustard seed. It's all the mustard seeds money, but um, showing that, you know, we helped raise that money and then that money can be geared towards a certain way. Right. And so what uh, we've been able to do is uh, just push it out to the tech companies and saying, okay, everybody posted on the, the internal website, you know, if you're going to make your donation and you take a little snapshot, check this off. And this is the difference that it'll make for the, the food that's given. They still need cans. They still need the, the non-perishable stuff because, you know, people still need food in January. But um, this was an opportunity for my company and the 200 people who were there to, to again see what the Ton of Love is. They don't see Oddfellows. They learn about Oddfellows with the Ton of Love. Um, so there's, there's all these other little hooks and things that you can grab onto when you're doing the promotion as a, you know, over and above the donations at the till or, uh, you know, 16, sorry, 16, 60 odd fellows running around going, you, you know, guys going to donate to this this year. You want to donate to this this year. It's just kind of propagates itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of different ways to promote it and a lot, you know, I've, I'm a pretty good fundraiser and I, and I, I chalk it up only to the fact that I am unabashedly, you know, able to ask for money from anyone or anybody or any company. And I'll basically, I will be that one guy who asks, you know, 600 people, can you donate $50? You know, are you basically the way I would always approach it? And this is kind of a lot of people like, how do you fundraise? Well, it's gotta be, you gotta just get out there and just say it. And then basically I would say, are you planning on donating to the mustard seed this year? If you are, please do it through, think about doing it through our project because 100% of the food and the money goes to fresh food for families. And a lot of people, they resonate with that, you know, and that's what they wanted to do. So, but, but using the website and using, um, you know, all these different corporate structures and being able to uh, push it out to as many people as possible is just the best way. And you guys had a video done, uh, a wrap up video last year, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. We were very blessed at Columbia Lodge number two to have the, um, the power of, uh, Cracker Jack Flash and his uh, amazing videography. So he's, um, you know, he's made a few videos uh, for different um, events that we put together. And he's, I was really lucky to have him do one for us. Yeah. And it just, it, you, you hit it with uh, Instagram with it. You hit it with Facebook with it, all that stuff. Um, does the Tuttle Love have its own Facebook page so that people can, you know, kind of share instead of having to do private stuff? Yeah, it does. It does have a Facebook page. Um, it needs to be updated, obviously, for this year. It's been. It's going to be a different year this year, just like everything is going to be different. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to, you know, obviously we want to continue to fundraise and be able to purchase the food, whether we're going to be able to be part of the, um, you know, giving it to the, the people, which is really the payoff. You know, it's hard to say if the mustard seed, where the mustard seed's with on that, and that's okay. I totally understand whatever is the safest, but um we will, obviously the need is just as great, you know, if not greater this year, uh, fewer companies, 
around, fewer people who feel um, that they are able to contribute. So we're going to need more people, maybe donating less, you know, whatever it takes, or just if you are in a position to donate, please try to donate to the food bank because there's so many people out there who are in such dire straits that uh, it's, it's just, it's an important year to make sure that if you are able to, that you just throw a few bucks towards your local food bank, wherever that is. And correct me if I'm wrong, but one year you did a summer, you, you tagged on with a summer package. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, actually over the last two years, um, we've done summer love. Basically, I just, I, we got to the place where we had extra money. Uh, we, we had fundraised um, above and beyond what we needed for the, for the Christmas hampers. So we had a bunch of money left over and summertime's a really hard time for people. Sometimes they, um, the kids are out of school and sometimes they don't get, they don't get uh, those school programs. A lot of them uh, are suspended during the summer. So it's a, it's a time when people um, they could use a little bit extra help as well. Right at the right. At, basically what we did is we would, we put together another hamper for all, I think it was 450 families going back to school. So first um, uh, local uh, um a local stationery store would give them their school supplies and then we would give them a bunch of food for those first seven lunches or, you know, or school dinners or whatever. And they would go upstairs and they would get a backpack or a pair of shoes or something too. And um, we were able to do that uh, similar to the ton of love where we were actually at the mustard seed, giving it out to these families this year because of COVID what we did is we just purchased a bunch of $50 gift certificates and uh, to country grocer and they gave us a break. So, you know, we spent a bunch of money and we got a bunch of gift certificates at a discount. And then those were given out to all the families and they were able to go purchase their own food uh, just because that's a lot easier than having them go through and sort of pick through stuff because that's not the way things are going right now. But yeah. So it's been able to expand into um, the summer and, uh, that's exciting for me. Cause I do, I would love for it to be a year round thing, possibly four different moments where we give out, you know, $20,000 worth of fresh food or healthy food or whatever it takes to kind of, you know, help people along kind of a, a bump, you know, four times a year. Sure. It's like, it's great to, you know, the food banks are always working and they're all people are coming in there every week, every week. But, you know, maybe four times a year, just give that extra little oomph to just get them over the over the hump or just feel feel great for a week or whatever. So, you know, that's kind of my goal in the future. Uh, and I'm really blessed because the mustard seed has decided to keep that. They used to only just have that ton of love button uh, around Christmas, but um, they've left that on all year round. So you can contribute to the ton of love or our initiative um, 12 months a year now. So uh, the last question I was going to ask was, you know, for a sense of scale, the photos that I saw of the um, distribution day in the past was this transport truck, right? This big refrigerator truck would show up at the mustard seed. Uh, so how many, how full was that for this year? Yeah, they're usually about three quarters full. Um, we do... We do, you know, 20,000 pounds of fresh food and then, um, you know, 300 dozen eggs, 300 hams, 300 quarts of milk, 300 blocks of cheese, 
Um, we have a, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of food and it's, <laughs> it's, you know, for me, you know, when I, when I see it and there's, there's pride that comes to seeing that pile, that pile and pile of food that, you know, we get to give out and Billy, it is also pride when I see that it's all gone. And I know that it's out in people's houses, you know, and it's like, it's been distributed Mm -hmm. and it's come, you know, through all the work of, you know, a lot of people and a lot of support in the community, you know, that food has come and then it's gone. And it's, uh, you know, that's, that's really great. And there's always stuff left over that go to emergency hampers and some singles and some couples that don't have kids. So like, you know, it's become it's become such a large thing that it's, it's not just those 300 families. They get the first dibs, you know, cause it's really about the families. But then after that, you know, it, uh, it gets channeled out through many different households uh, in our community. Well, thanks. Thanks for all of that. Thanks for 10 years of doing the ton of love. Well, I just want to keep on doing it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm really lucky. Uh, I know I, you know, I shouldn't say it, but Scott Aitchison has been a huge, um, a huge supporter of the ton of love through CIBC world markets and their, their initiative for uh, kids charities around Christmas time. So it's been a, it's been, it's made it a lot easier. And then everybody at the odd fellows and Bastion Bastion's actually taken over, taken over um, buying presents for sort of uh, young teens, because once they once the families go through and get the food, they get to go upstairs and, and select some presents and there's always lots of presents for the little kids, but there's very little for the preteens. And Bastion took it upon themselves. That's where they focus now. So they've they're taking on their own chunk of of this event, and they filled a gap that was drastically needed. You know, so I mean, um, hats off to those ladies for finding the niche and then filling it, and then they get to go up into those present rooms and give away bikes, you know, get, let parents take home bikes and like amazing video games and, and gift cards for their kids with things they would never be able to afford. And, and, you know, as a parent, and I know as a parent, God, that's the feelings of being able to give your kids Christmas and give them food and give them presents and, um, you know, allowing that to happen. It's like, <laughs> Gives me goosebumps, you know, just thinking about it. <laughs> just saying, I was getting goosebumps. Thanks very much, Josh. Um, so I hope Josh plugged it enough times, everybody. Hit that button, ton of love. Mustard Seed Food Bank uh, and Church, Victoria. It's a registered charity. You can do it anywhere in the country. Look them up. Thanks. Thanks, guys.